Canadian Export Challenge and the Startup Canada Awards are coming to a city near you. Entrepreneurs in Vancouver, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Mississauga, Montreal, and Fredericton have the opportunity for a full-day entrepreneurial experience. In the morning and afternoon, attend your one-day global accelerator where you will connect to Canada's entire trade, export, and growth ecosystem. Accepted entrepreneurs have the chance to pitch to win $25,000 in cash and up to an additional $100,000 in in-kind scaling support. In the evening, celebrate the winners of the 2019 Startup Canada Awards who are driving innovation and growing the economy in your region. Register for the Canadian Export Challenge at startupcan.ca forward slash CXC and get your tickets to your local award ceremony at startupaward.ca. Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. I landed a contract in Italy, but I need five freelancers to make it happen. I said, sure, let's chat over coffee. With Export Development Canada, risk doesn't stop you. EDC, take on the world. Building your dream, work-life balance, scaling up, discussing the topics that matter most to entrepreneurs. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I'm Rivers Corbett and entrepreneurship is part of my DNA. Whether it's building my own companies or helping other entrepreneurs build theirs, this is my lane. Want to connect after the podcast? You can find me at www.meetrivers.com. This is Sam Chen, Director of Video Production at CommunityPop.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show. I am your very fortunate host to be able to hang out with these amazing people around the planet who come in to hang out with entrepreneurs in our membership, listenership, audioship, whatever that is. And I am just so excited to have as my guest today, Sam Chen. Sam is the co-founder and director of video productions at communitypop.tv, an Ottawa-based digital communications company that's produced content for brands like Subaru, L'Oreal, and Lockheed Martin. And by the way, Sam's a real cool guy too. Launched in 2015, Community Pop TV 
TV, sorry, has been filling the void many companies experience today, being a lack of human emotion. With his co-founder, Michel Cascongue, Sam built the platform to help give companies a voice to show their customers and audience that they're not just a business. That is so true. Sam works tirelessly to bring the human side back to companies in any industry, bringing his energy to every project and video he creates. In today's startup podcast, we're going to talk to Sam about the power of video to tell stories and how he manages his time while balancing multiple projects at once. My friend, Sam, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, right on, dude. Well, look, I want to dive right into video um, because, you know, it's the buzz thing these days, YouTube, whatever you want to call it. Everybody's my son is a social influencer. He loves doing videos on his Instagram account, all that kind of stuff. Why video? What is the attraction with videos? Besides the obvious, you know, you know, the, 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 the many different elements, the senses and so on. Can you can you get in a deeper dive of why video is such Hi, an this is Sam Chen, element? director well, of video production at community.tv. Um, and you're listening you to Startup Canada podcast you with Rivers Corbett. And the best way to right. see them is by seeing the person on camera and listening to them. And more specifically for us is we show the humans behind the company. We show the humans who come up and, you know, enjoy these, these kind of events or enjoy these kinds of things. It's important for people to connect with each other because when you see someone, you're like, that person just like me. That person yeah. is, is just like, it's not a person in a suit. It's not a person that's behind the wall, that's behind the corporation or brand. It's a person that's just like me. And that makes you want to trust people. That makes you want to get to know them better. And yeah. especially in today's society where everything's getting bombarded by advertisements, it's getting bombarded by people saying, you should buy this, you should buy that. You don't know who's talking to you. But having yes. a video, you get to see these people and say, that's who I am, or that's who I want to listen to, or that's the person that I want to trust myself with. That is so awesome, dude. And, you know, I, 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 one of my guests told me about a book called Everyone Poops. And, and I think that that's what you're doing is breaking down those barriers, breaking down those, uh, those restrictions of getting into who the person is. And I'm a firm believer that business is a dating game. And by dating people, by really getting to know who they are and what they, you know, what their thoughts are, what their principles are, values are, goes much deeper than simply just the business in itself. So how do you bring that out? out and what it is that you guys do with communitypop.tv uh how do you bring out that deeper look into a uh, into a, an individual or a corporation um well we start off by telling all brands that um any client that works with us we're not going to hire actors we're not going to bring in um, big reps or speakers um we're going to show people who you really are we're going to show everyday people who enjoy what you do um some festivals for example we interview any other guests we don't interview um you know like people that are perfect actors we want to show these people are just like you or me and um I guess a good example will be um, just recently, we just worked with Lockheed Martin for the Christmas video. We just brought in everyone from different departments, from IT, from HR, um, from the people who even works on all the mechanical stuff. Uh, we brought yes. them all in together and we all said, all right, what's your favorite part about Christmas? And they're all like, that's an interview question? And I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just like, just have fun with it. And everyone just says, oh man, like I love buying gifts. I like, uh, when I was a kid, I used to have Hot Wheels. Um, I used to do like, I used to love ripping all these presents when I was a kid. And you get that human emotion right out of that. And that's the important part is a lot of people don't, a lot of people um, are not like getting, um, I guess, getting, like knowing that the human emotions is the biggest part and having people answer not like, 
what did you do today? Um, how did you think about this circumstance? It's more of mm. who are you and why are you having fun? And those kind of questions yeah. really open people out. One of the interview questions I is, I love, you know, what are you going to do for Christmas and what gifts you're going to get? I love that. Because one of the interview questions I always like to ask people that I'm willing to hire or wanting to hire for um, for a job position is what's your, uh, either it's what's your favorite movie or what's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you. And it really, that's exactly what I'm looking for is that inner connection to who they are as a human being. And no answer is right. It's just the whole process of how they ultimately position themselves. And, you know, are they willing to let down their guard to let me see who exactly they are? So when, well, you know, there's, 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 look, you know, the world you live in can be very competitive. So when you're pitching a great organization like Lockheed Martin to do business with the, with the community pop.tv, what's a, what's the value proposition you, you, you bring to them? And you know, we're, we're talking a bit about it, but you know, how do you, how's your sales process work to ultimately get them to the point they said, you know what, you guys are rock stars. Let's go do it. I think the biggest one is always attitude. I always bring in saying that we'll do anything for you. And the reason why I say that is because they can trust me with anything. Um, right. Like even um, you saw me running around Startup Canada. Um, my, yep. my team goal, why I give my mission to all my, all my employees, we always say is no matter what, give 110% and make sure everyone knows that you're on their side. And that's how you get the customers to see you saying, you're not a camera guy. You're actually someone I want trust with my business with. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, um, tell me about L'Oreal and Subaru. What are what are some of the things you did with them? And look, I'm respecting also co- customer confidentiality, but I was I love to dive into the stories with customers. So, and so, can you talk about that? Yeah, those fun stories because um, we were just recommended to them by different companies all across Ottawa. There are people coming from France or some people coming from America who are just want to do some real, I guess, uh, real testimonials or what feedbacks was. Uh, my favorite one was with Subaru. Um, they had a chance for all these contestants who had a chance to win a Subaru vehicle to come to Ottawa and experience Canada Day. Um, that was probably one of those most tremendous moments in my life where I realized that like I am being the voice of the brand. I'm showing people being themselves. Um, they didn't want commercial. They didn't want um, like product place or anything. They just want to show real people enjoying their brand. And that just shows real emotions to everyone saying that this is, if this is what Subaru is like, I think I kind of want to buy the cars because they, they know who I am. And those, yeah, those kind of moments for me, um, we're, we're working with L'Oreal's working with them at a giant conference showcasing the top, um, I think they brought some representatives all across the world. And we just interviewed one by one saying that, let's be honest, like what made you want to come here? What made you want to be, what made you want to have a voice? And I guess after each interview over and over again, we, sh- we realize like what the human emotion is and that's what makes it more enjoyable. And I guess all the customers see us enjoying our time and that's why they want to bring us back even more saying that these camera guys aren't even working. They're just having fun. Yeah, so cool. I love it. And, uh, you know, I just uh, finished uh, uh, talking to Ryan uh, Smokelin, who the uh, f- the founder of Smokes Putinery, and he talks a lot about what you're just talking about, uh, making sure your team are resonating a, a different element of, uh, of brand experience. And, uh, and you guys are a brand, and it extends to ultimately the people that work with you. Can you talk about, um, talk about uh, you and your partner, Michelle? Michelle, um, uh, what what brought you two guys together? Um, 
I guess it's kind of a sad story because um, in 2014 was when I graduated from university. And yes. um, I applied to 100 different companies and I got rejected by every single one. Uh, they kept saying that either um, you're too crazy or um, you're too, like what you think about is not what we want the standard because we want just a marketing guy who does the ads. We don't want someone too creative. Like we want someone to, who will listen and just do the job. And I said, I want to bring more to the table. And they said, that's not what we're looking for. And yes. that was kind of a downfall for me saying that, am I doing anything right? One day, yes. Michelle saw me, um, he saw my videos before and um, it was a, it was a Star, uh, Star Weekend competition and his team won and he saw me doing videos. I was doing testimonials to everyone saying that how much fun cool. you guys are having. Um, I guess, uh, what's your big idea and why do you want to, you know, make a difference in Canada? And when he saw me, he said, look, I'm going to have you come into my office now. And I said, why? I, I, I barely even know you. And I go into his <laughs> office. It was a rainy day. He, he picks me up in the middle of a row saying, you're coming in this car. I sit down and he says, how much is it going to cost for me to take, get you on my team? And cool. I looked at him and I'm like, you don't even know me. Why are you taking risks? And he says, there's no way someone like you should, should have a problem finding somewhere. And I want to take you away from everyone else. And wow. From that moment, I worked for his um, his startup company, which was called Leapshot, which was uh, it, it was a bit of an incubator where the idea of communitypop.com came from. And communitypop.com was actually an innovative idea about localizing Google. So rather than making Google um, Google's too complicated because everything with the ads, um, everything gets manipulated. We want to make a customizable link where you just go on and then you find the right companies. And uh, that's from someone like, let's say you or me actually made that in directory. Um, the idea, we pitched it in Vegas. Uh, we had a lot of success there, um, but unfortunately we couldn't make enough time for the investment to kick in for us to actually grow the company. So we switched our business model from being, you know, um, building, uh, building a company to um, being pay, pay for business because the business will be paying for our services and you know the drill, just like kind of like a Google. But then when, we, yes. when a lot of customers didn't want to get on it because they're like, Google's free. Why would I even bother going into your service? I said, okay, yeah. I'm really good at videos back in high school. I used to, at university, I used to do videos uh, for fun. So I'll offer you guys a free little promotional video on their site. And I made about 50 of them. And then I sat there going like, I think we're in the wrong industry. <laughs> and, and then the more we love did it. the more people are saying i love your videos i'm like okay we, we we really need to start charging for this so we started to dive in and start realizing there was a missing demand in the market people want a video but people didn't want the professional uh commercials because they couldn't afford it people want to have the message out but they didn't know how to because they didn't want to be just a product they want to be unique and that's where the whole company built up from. Uh, me and Michelle have worked for three years together. It's been uh, sweat, blood, tears every single year. Um, <laughs> it was a crazy entrepreneur DNA. Um, he was, I remember once um, I actually cried in front of him saying that I don't think I'm capable of doing this. After I, all my, I, I failed 100 job interviews, I didn't know why he even picked me. I said, I don't think I have any talent. And he looks at me and says, you're the only person that's standing up right now. And I think that you should know you're worth something. So show the world what, that, what you mean. And that's, dude, you know. that's, that's, you know, it's, it's interesting that, you know, a great, um, uh, conflict of a great, uh, uh, sadness, as you mentioned, you know, usually are great turning points in life. And, uh, I can, I just, from what the story, I, I, I would, I would sense that you're so glad you failed that hundred because you're, you are where you are right now. 
well, like my, my self-esteem was hit. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's okay right now. Oh, I mean, yeah, of you're, course. You're, 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 you're now on Canada's leading startup or a podcast for business and it's talking about what it is your journey's about. And, uh, you know, you're a, you're a co-founder and you're doing amazing work working with Startup Canada and L'Oreal and so on. And so, so yeah, I mean, but, but you know, it's, it's kind of like I, I uh, one of my, one of my darkest days in my life was when I suffered through depression and I've been very open about that. And yeah, it was terrible. Talk about talk about a hit to the psyche. But when I look back upon it now, because all the good that came out of that journey and the knowledge that came out of that, and of course the people that uh, connected with me, you know, I consider it to be uh, probably uh, one of the best things that's happened to me because of that learning experience. And so, uh, so congratulations on persevering. And obviously, Michelle saw that and uh, and and brought you on board. Um, how uh, what's 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 going on next with uh, with your with your company communitypop.tv what's the what's the next 2 years look like it's all about making people change their vision of what media really is because in today's industry um, it goes two different spectrums one is a lot of companies think that having a professional commercial you invest tens of thousands of dollars into a video will bring in sales that's not the case anymore i think making available media affordable media and making diverse and multiple media actually makes a good difference to companies showing that you're still alive. It's not that I'm going to invest in one video and hopefully you guys love it. It's we're here, we're human, and we're, we just want you to know that we want to make sure your life experience is so much better. Um, yeah. I think my favorite one was the Dragon Ball Festival. Uh, we make videos for them maybe um, once a month. And they yes. they always keep making videos saying that, hey, um, we want to thank our charities for, um, we want to thank everyone for donating to our charities. We want to show off that these charities, these people are the people you're impacting. And those kind of videos spread so much more for the company because it shows that you're not only just um, being a festival, you're actually creating a community and you can see the community people in those videos. You can actually, mm. like I remember um, when the kids actually grabbed onto me, says like, I, I want to be on camera. Like I don't, like if you don't film me, like I'm going to be sad. I'm like, all right, fine. So I'll film you on camera. <laughs> and he was like the happiest kid ever. He tried to like do a dunk, but like he's like four feet tall. So that was never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think those kind of videos really showcase that you're not a business. You're actually a part of the community. And that's what people yeah. love. And the other spectrum I was going to talk about was actually the education from cameramen. Um, and it's a bit um, of a weird thing, which is a lot of times when you go through um, different courses or what you learn, I've actually never had a video course in my life. I learned everything okay. on by myself. I bought a camera. I'm like, all right, um, I'll, I'll point at people and see what happens. And I learned from those. Um, what we, what's a lot of, a lot of places are teaching is you need to work with the best equipment to get the best video, but that's not the case. And I'm teaching a lot of people saying having a regular DSLR or camcorder can be a good way to start off by telling stories because the more important part is not about, um, I guess making, it's not about making a poppy commercial that's like, all right, this is what we're selling today and um, come by by deadline. It's more, hey, we're here, um, this is what we're selling and believe us, this is what we do and we, we want to make sure that your life is more improved with us. And I think I want to, it's emphasizing the education of our camera guys or media people is you can work with anything in this world to make a perfect media. It's not that you need the best gear, it's you need to have an open mind to say, this is what we got. Let's do the best we got. And you could tell a story far phenomenal to any Hollywood movie. Love it. 
Love it, love it. And you know, that's, that is so true about that shift from things being really expensive. Uh, you, know, you still need to pay for value, I get that, but there still is a significant uh, opportunity to still tell the, tell the story professionally in a way that ultimately uh, ultimately still still achieves the results that you want to uh, do that. So that's really, really cool. Can you tell me, um, as an entrepreneur, what are some lessons you've learned along the way in, in building a Community pop TV. Um, I guess this is kind of a sad story, which is um, a few months ago actually. Um, I actually was hospitalized for a bit, and it was because I, when I did I built this company, I put everything on myself. I want to, I want to do the editing, I want to do the filming, I want to do the production, I want to do the sales, I want to do everything possible mm. because I want to put everything on myself, and I trust myself. And I was afraid to let anyone else get involved. And it got to a point where um, my body just said, no, you can't do this, and just shut me down mm-hmm. for three weeks. Um, at one point, I was trying to go to a film shoot. I had to hire a contractor because he's one of my good friends and say, hey, uh, you, you, you manage the booth, and I'm just going to go to the washroom and start throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew I was sick, but um, I was talking to the doctors, and they told me that um, stress um, doesn't help out, and you need to learn That's to right. manage off your work because – Every entrepreneur always has experience and they don't admit it saying that there's a lot of hardships in there that the glamour of being an entrepreneur on your own business, doing your own sales, meeting your own customers. There's also the importance of enjoying your life. And I took a step back and said, okay, I'm going to reevaluate the important things in my life. Um, my friends, my family, um, my relaxation. Um, and those things help me reallocate the resources. So a lot of entrepreneurs out there, if I were to have a very important message is don't keep all the work to yourself. It's more important for you to understand how do you micromanage the work? How do you spread the work? Because your business is only going to grow as far as you can teach it. And being a teacher right. is the most important part of a business. Is if I can teach you how to make a business, then we double the business. If I can teach another person, we triple. And that's yes. that's business 101. I, you know, I, um, I, I asked this question uh, when I'm speaking to students um, or in groups, and I asked the question, I said, uh, and, and Richard Branson asked this question of an audience, and I thought it was so interesting, and it ties directly to what it is that you just referenced. And he, he asked the question, he says, you're a business owner, what's the best thing you can do for the long-term success of your business? And the answers are always, you know, watch cash flow, uh, look after your customer, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he came back. He says, nope. He says, you look after your health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I was down for three months when I went out for, with depression. You were down for three weeks. And it's kind of crazy, isn't it, how we have to go down before we realize the importance of that balance of, of delegating and so on. So I'm so happy you've you've reinforced that point. I, you keep saying they're sad moments. I guess they're sad when they're happening. But ultimately, I think your company's probably better off now because you actually went through that experience. Well, you can never enjoy happiness without tragedy. Yeah, that's right. It's the, it's the yin and the yang, mm-hmm. isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So so what are you doing to uh, what are some of the hacks that you would recommend to our uh, to our listeners that they need to they should focus focus on to to achieve what you're saying? So, rule number 1 is you're never going to find another person just like you. Um, for me specifically, I'm a master at talking, communication, sales, editing and um, video and, and basically everything. And the issue is me trying to find that person just like me is just like finding the, I guess, one in, one in a million people. And the chances yeah, you meet not them- Not finding. Yeah, the chances you see them is, is probably it takes you five, 10 years. But 
the good part is you could probably find someone who's half as good as you or one third as good as you. And that's more than enough for companies because if you have two people who do, who are the two yin and yangs of yourself, then you basically have your company able to work without yourself. And I think when you, when you, when you put down to it as an entrepreneur, if you start up a business or you're working with a business, can you trust someone else with your business? And if you can, mm. then you're going to be able to make a business grow. Right on. Right on. Where do you go for, uh, for inspiration? Do you go to events? Do you go to, you read, uh, what's, where do you go to, to fill your soul in your, in your mind? Um, if I had to be honest, it's actually my father. Um, ah, cool. My father came to Canada, um, I think it was 30, 40 years ago. And basically he started out with nothing. Um, he worked at the bicycle shop. He builds game barely pay minimum wage and he had to work his heart off to grow and he learned about businesses he went to school he went to learn about different ways how businesses um, grow how financial accounting he got his uh, CPA he got everything wow. he needed and um, he he helped me show that like being an entrepreneur isn't just um, you know there's the glamour always comes with hard work and he says that like um he, when I talk to him about business, I always tell him, like, I have this problem with this client. Um, what would you recommend? But I was like, well, I'm a financial guy, so it doesn't matter what I'm saying. But here's why I, <laughs> here's why I recommend because I watch Dragon's Den. Or it's, it's the fact that I have someone in my family that's close to me that tells me what I should talk about. <laughs> Excuse and me. I think the important part is um, rather than thinking about what is the best website to look at, what is the best videos, what is the best books, it's do you have someone you can talk to? And that person who you talk to can actually make a difference in your life. And Wow. And it doesn't matter if they have the expertise in the field or not. It's talking to someone, talking to someone, <laughs> Excuse um, me. you get to see a third person view of you saying, saying that, am I saying this right? Is, is there something like I should improve the way I, I think about? And I think that's the important part is talking to others. It doesn't matter which industry they are. Everyone's opinion matters in this world. That is so cool. So cool. So um, tell us about how, uh, about your team. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you've got more than just the two of you guys. How do you ultimately, how do you, how do you, how do you bring people into your organization in a way that you say that person's a fit? Um, trial and error. Um, I recruit, <laughs> yeah. I recruit people all across Ottawa. I test them out on a few film shoots and it depends on the dynamics. Some people, uh, they say yes, sir, and they do the jobs. I show them how to improve them and show them my secrets. Other people, they're stuck in one mentality and it's hard for me to work with them. So usually I just give them specific jobs that don't require too much effort. But it's important for me to keep those connections because one day those people might improve their skill sets and some people might want to help collaborate some projects. So it's all about get a large outreach about seeing what the market has and then seeing the talent. And then that's how you grow your team from trial and error because you might make a mistake in one film shoot or another, but you're always going to find a way to make it work out because um, I think I've had some some bad shoots where at one point I forgot to record my camera during a time lapse and I was panicking saying like, okay, I screwed up. Um, how do I fix this? And I, I offer my client free videos. I show them different ways for them to do marketing and that uh, kept my relationship. But then I, I realized that like, um, every, was it, um, trial and error always happens. People always make mistakes, but it's the way they fix their mistakes. It's the important part. 
You know, I I really love that you referenced that point, uh, Sam. Um, back in December, this is now in 2018, but now back in 2017, uh, when I was recording these podcasts, uh, we did a we did a bunch of them. I mean, a bunch of them. Epic epic guests like you. And anyway, yours truly somehow deleted. 10 of the recordings, 10 of them. Like that's easily about 10 hours worth of, uh, you know, combined effort, probably more. And, and I called and I talked to Victoria Lennox, the CEO and one of the co-founders of Startup Canada. And I said, I got it. This is what happened. And she, her answer was so amazing that I want to talk about that story. And you've talked about this, or you, you know, you, you, you learn from mistakes. Her answer was, we win as a team. And we lose as a team. And I never, you know, just like, fine, that's so amazing. And that's what you guys do. You're okay with the mistakes. You're okay with the trial and error because you understand that that's just part of the growth process. So so bang on you guys for uh, for doing that. I really think that's that's wonderful. So um, you're, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're based out of Ottawa. Uh, you could really do your business anywhere. Why do you uh, choose to to be in Ottawa? Well, I think Ottawa's the one city that people think that doesn't have a voice. And at the end of the day, I always want to prove to Ottawa that we have a voice. We have a community that's ready to talk and show off. Um, I'm actually from Toronto, and I thought that city was too busy for me. I felt that um, (laughs) everyone just wants to get ahead of each other. But Ottawa, it's a lot more smoother, and people want to have their voice out, but they don't know how. And... Yes. That's where I thought that if I want to build my base here, Ottawa's the place to go. And yeah. um, so far, it's been showing me great success. Um, it's a fun cool. story because every year for Valentine's Day, I give out a thousand flowers because I'm the flower boy. I give out flowers to make people happy across Ottawa. All strangers, nice. I don't know. And <laughs> yeah, and uh, we do that every year. Um, and that's the, that's one of the ways I could prove that Ottawa is actually a city that cares. And do you, uh, uh, do, you do that on a, a daily, uh, on one day? Do you do it over a week, the thousand flowers? One day, um, all donated by local flower shops. And this just proves that Ottawa's actually the city that cares. And um, yeah. That is so cool. So I, I, I got to dive into this. So what what brought the idea of giving away a thousand flowers? <laughs> um, and don't tell me it's a sad story. <laughs> no, um, CTV made it a sad story. So that's just funny. There. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Originally, I used to give out flowers in my high school just to make people happy. And um, th- because a lot of these people at Valentine's Day, people like no one cares about me. So I'm like, all right, so I'll get, I'll get everyone flowers that are my friends and show them that someone cares. And they were so happy for that. When they went to university, I did the same thing. And it got to a point where I said, okay, we're going to make this into a bigger campaign to prove that Ottawa has a good heart. Um, when I did the story, um, unfortunately, the narrative went from all local flower shops are trying to make a difference in Ottawa and showing that everyone cares to Sam Chen was heartbroken at Valentine's Day seven years ago and he's doing this because I don't, he doesn't think anyone will love him. I'm like, oh. Yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Nice. <laughs> so Crazy. Um, yeah, so the narrative of that one went that way, but it was a successful narrative. So that brought the campaign to a larger focus where we do this every year. And um, Ottawa's actually the city where if you want to see, if you want to start a voice, I think this is the best place to start there because it's a big enough city that um, you can get business anywhere in the world. And secondly, it's a city where they want people to start up. They want people to have voices. Um, cities like Toronto, Vancouver, 
They have a lot of voices, but um, and it's a bit challenging to get up there. But in Ottawa, if you have a strong voice, you can make this your home, and then you can spread it everywhere else. Teal, dude, that's really awesome. Well, look, uh, I love this conversation, and uh, I love the fact we're continuing our friendship. Um, thank you for your work with Startup Canada and and uh, the impact you're making with your clients. I want to give you the last word. Uh, well, first of all, uh, how do people get a hold of you that before we finish off? Um, they go straight to communitypop.tv to holler at me. Um, or <laughs> yes, that, that's basically the main way. You can contact us on Facebook, um, or even you can contact me on LinkedIn. Uh, Samuel Chen. Um, I shouldn't be too hard to find. I'm the guy who's like has the weirdest bio that says, uh, I'll talk about <laughs> anything in the world over coffee. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool, man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which one, uh, just in that conversation, if somebody said to you, okay, Sam, uh, we're having coffee. Thank you so much for your time. Sell me, tell me something that, uh, that's insightful that would help my business. What would you tell them? Step number, uh, well, the most important one is, uh, what do you want to tell people about your business? And I guess in, in that way, I'm, I'm, I'm worrying really badly, but I guess, um, how do you humanize your company? That's the biggest keyword. And yeah. it starts from who's being the person representing, uh, what are you offering, why should people trust you? It's all about humanize your company. You're not a company anymore. You're a friend, you're the community. You're someone that someone wants to trust. And that's where you start off your business. Awesome, dude. Well, look, thank you so much. Uh, I've got a, uh, where this podcast is happening, ladies and gentlemen, it's a Friday afternoon. It's about five o'clock in Fredericton, New Brunswick. And what a great way to head off into the sunset <laughs> in uh, on the weekend. Sam Chen, thank you so much for being on the Startup Canada podcast show today. It's been a real joy to uh, to hear from you. Thank you. No problem. It was fun being here. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to resources and support to grow your business? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. Hi, this is Melina Salomon, founder of Ingoma, and you're listening to the Startup Canada podcast with Rivers Corbett. I want to get back to Ngoma in a second in your journey there, but I, you've touched on something that's very interesting, very near and dear to to my heart with regards to helping entrepreneurs be successful. And a key necessity to their success is the focus on the pitches. Uh, I see so many entrepreneurs, particularly at the startup phase, just really, I, I'll call it what it is, and pardon the expression, they barf all over people. They have no idea idea what it is they're saying they just blah 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 <laughs> and so and so here you consistently won um at the top of your class for that aspect melina can you talk about you know what were what's the secret to your pitch success what are some of the consistencies with that if well, that makes sense well i think that um 
first, I was trying to every week involve on my evolve on my idea. So um, whatever feedback that I got in the week before, I really look it through it and and try to find a reason for that critique if it was valid or not. Uh, so some people just kept repeating the same idea over and over again. And I think part of being a good entrepreneur is is know how to say no. This opinion really doesn't matter for me. Like it doesn't resonate to what I'm doing. But if something actually means, like can add value to your business, you should listen and and just go after it. So I felt like uh, um, there was a lot of people that couldn't take critique very well, so kept repeating the same thing, so therefore I kept getting the same score and then never going anywhere. Uh, so, and also having a consistent story uh, that is clear to to everybody that is listening with actually data. Uh, some people just come with the idea, but they have no data, they have no, they have nothing to back up uh, the proposal that they are having. And and it's important to have some some serious data, be clear, and, and just don't go for like too long.